loving what you're hearing? Well, the establishment hates it. And right now, they're conjuring up new ways to try and censor RCR. To ensure you never miss a beat of the hard-hitting news you've come to know and love, make sure you're on the RCR mailing list. Get connected now at realitycheck.radio forward slash email. RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio. All right, Tuesday was Tech Tuesday in 2023. It's Tech Tuesday in 2024 again. And Stephen Sykes joins us from, well, I I think the last time we talked, um, Stephen, I referred to it as some kind of NORAD-style command bunker. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, Maybe that was just a bit over the top, more like your your workroom or your study (laughs) or something. But uh, I, good. I also uh, mentioned uh, Octopus's Garden one time. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, good to see you again. I hope you had a good break. Yeah, not too bad. Thanks. It's good to see you. Good to be back and uh, get this getting this party started. All right. So um, you know, even though we haven't talked for a while, it doesn't mean that things haven't been happening. In fact, there's probably a backup of stuff to talk about. So, um, and we have some major majors to um, to talk about. Where do you want to start? Well, uh, over the replays that happened during the break, um, there were a few um, few items that came in which I thought were kind of interesting, and someone's got a, a question about drones, so we'll get to the drones um, in a yeah. moment. Uh, but the first item of feedback was uh, from Anthony saying, I heard mentioning during your segment of some video where petty crims are robbing a store using walkie-talkies that were broadcasting on the shop's BA system. Yeah. R- reminded me of a funny story. My brother is part of a security team at our church, which used to be located in the business area on a dead-end street in Mount Wellington. One Sunday, some unknown voices joined the RT channel the security team were using. Turns out it was a couple of guys robbing a nearby business. Security team stayed silent on the RTs and had police come to collect the fellows very shortly. Sometimes being on church, security gets a bit more dramas than just car parking, assisting, and dealing with death threats. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, um, like I, I think I, I mentioned um, last year on Trailer Park Boys, there's the same uh, kind of uh, scenario where they go to rob a supermarket of meat, which yes. they're intending to set out the back of, of the car somewhere else. And uh, having a big bong in there, and, <laughs> and one guy's uh, sort of hogging it, and they they rush in, and then they're on this walkie-talkie, and he's telling them, he says, "Hey, man, this bong is just, <laughs> you know, you didn't tell me," and, and it's all going on the PA system in the in the store, you know, and everyone's like listening in. Got to be careful of that. Okay, so um, that's interesting. Um, that would have uh, brought some uh, interest to the church group that day for sure. I think so. And um, somebody else has said, apparently ticking, I am not a robot, gives them permission to check all your data. So what that really means is that it actually checks um, information in your web browser, such as browsing history, bookmarks, and things like that. And the point of it is to try and ascertain if you are a real human being or not. So my suggestion around that would be to use a browser instance where you have no bookmarks and you have no browser history. So every time you shut your browser down, all that history of your recent browsing gets biffed. So you're not giving all that stuff away. Okay. Didn't realize that. Hell. Yeah. Is that for real? It's for real. I've got a T-shirt that I bought um, from uh, a shop called uh, Eula, 
And it's a cartoon drawing of a, a robot sitting at a computer terminal. And uh, he turns to a human co-worker and says, oh, can you click on this I'm not a robot thing for me? Because <laughs> <laughs> the robot can't do it because he's a robot. So yeah, of course. Yeah. asks the human to do it for him. Yeah, can you click on this for me? I'm not a robot. I am a robot, so you are not, so please click on it for me. It's a bit um, sneaky, isn't it? It's a bit sneaky. Oh, yeah, sure is. Everything is, though. Okay. It is. Um, somebody else wrote in to say, enjoying the holiday Tech Tuesday omnibus. Nothing to add here, but good to see Stephen drives a low-tech Trans Am. Yeah. I'd buy another classic car, but they're in a price bubble. Ghoulishly, there's a lot of boomers dying suddenly, mystifying nearly everyone, but a buying opportunity looks likely. Oh, okay. Unintended consequence. Yes. I think Kit would um, potentially cause offence if you called, called, uh, called him low-tech, just quietly. Yeah. yeah <laughs> low-tech low tech is like an old Holden straight six with uh, where you can change the clutch plate without jacking it up. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, yeah, that's uh, quite sobering, actually, when you uh, think of it. Uh, okay. Well, it's good that we've had uh, some uh, emails and people are listening over the uh, holiday period. That's great. The replays. Yes. Uh, a few more items. Um, Garrett writes, love the discussion about the phone tapping just now. I used to warn my parents I was returning home via the phone booth after being out and about on my wee bike. Our number was 877, a party line, and then 7877, uh, which was an Albertown Wanaka. And I remember doing similar things to phone booths as well. Um, my phone number back in the day was 377, a party line. It was easy to remember because I had these um, farming toys uh, called Britain Toys, and there was a square hay baler, and the model number was 377. So it was easy to remember my phone number. Yeah. You, if you were forgetting phone numbers, of how many digits? Three or four? Three back then. Three. Uh, I remember our first phone number was four digits. Eight eight four six. Yeah. Um, then there's something wrong if you're forgetting that number. Yeah. Well, now you have to remember a four-digit pin. But to me, four digits is too short. But every system is basically built around four-digit pins. Yeah. Crazy. Okay. Anything else? Uh, yeah, so somebody else uh, added in, uh, also from Anthony actually, uh, was reported that there was uh, the Australian TV network apologises after the, um, they gave um, an MP larger breasts in an edited photograph, which, I mean, well, I don't know what you'd have to be smoking to think you could get away with that, that the person you, you edited in a photo where you modified their clothing to expose her midriff and to slightly increase... One's breast that she wouldn't notice. So, like, hello, what? yeah, hello. <laughs> I don't know what they what they smoke sometimes. If that's what they're doing, just like that uh, trailer park thing I, I told you about. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Did you hear the story? I think we had it um, uh, late last week in our news bites of the AI app that seems to be repurposing softcore photographic pictures of women into conservative conservatively dressed women. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. <laughs> Someone sat down and programmed that, obviously. Either that or did it manually. Either way, it's like, come on. It's a, it's a way to fight back, though. 
Yeah, yeah, it uh, definitely is a way to fight back for sure. Um, okay, yep, carry on. And, and I had one other item, and where was it? From Annie, she says that she's interested to hear the regulations on drone flying. Quite often I see drones flying around Omara at night, sometimes four or five. Um, I have some um, experience, a little bit of experience around drones, and I still know people who are actively involved in um, dealing with drones. They have licenses. So the regulations, um, CAA 101, basically say that you can fly a drone without seeking other people's permission above your own property. Right. If you start yeah. going to anyone else's, then you're meant to seek their property. However, it, um, what it doesn't talk about is if someone's flying a drone over their property and they have a camera on it, which is then looking um, further afield. Yeah, so if which it's, is highly it, possible. Yeah. Which is quite highly possible. So if you think that's something that might be applying to you, then I think potentially the Privacy Act comes into effect here. So you might want to have a conversation um, with local council about it. Yeah, I think um, there's a bit of, um, what's the word, a lack of knowledge on on who can take what pictures of who in what yeah. situation. A lot of people are snapping shots. I, I was uh, in Auckland uh, over the holiday period and this came up and uh, there was a very grumpy situation developed because someone took a picture of somebody and they just didn't want their picture taken. Yep. And uh, the person who took it insisted that they could take it because it was in a public place and it it got a little messy, i got to say. But anyway. Yeah. So that's all our news items from over the break. So, um, well, from, from, from listeners that is, but that didn't stop a whole bunch of other things from going on. So I thought we'd just cover some news items this time and uh, – uh, as a wee teaser for the next Tech Tuesday, we're going to talk about um, menstrual cycles. What? Or more specifically, the apps that women use to track said menstrual cycles. What do you mean track? I mean, I'm obviously not a woman. I don't really know too much about that, except uh, where I've <laughs> where I have an interest, <laughs> and that's been with children in the past. You know, trying to have them. And of course, uh, understanding the um, the vagaries of behaviour, let's say. But uh, aren't women already aware of all these things innately? I don't think so. Um, but that's all I'm going to say to to tease you about it. To tune into uh, Tech Tuesday next week to find out more um, about that and the apps that are not, uh, shall we say, keeping your privacy um, oh, I respected. Knew I knew there'd yep. be a component, that sort of component. All right. Yeah. But uh, okay, we'll all we'll all wait um, nervously to hear about that. Yes. Um, but uh, in late January, it was reported the mother of all breaches occurred. Oh, so, that sounds so big. It's big. Twenty-six million personal records. Big. Million. Million. No, sorry, billion. Oh, yeah, because that. I was saying billion. So what? Billion. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, billion. So this affects um, X, which is 281 million records, LinkedIn, 251, Dropbox, and, and others, which totals around 12 terabytes of data, which is roughly 15,600 filing cabinets. So how did, um, how, did, how did this happen? What happened? Uh, was all kept in an unsecured database, um, as is often the case. 
There is, however, you know, with this, there will be a lot of duplicate records, and some of it does include historical data breaches rather than a data breach that might be brand new. Um, so, I, I mean, it, it covers a variety of other platforms um, as well, including um, China's Tencent Q uh, media platform. There's uh, Weibo, which is another media outlet. MySpace, Adobe, Canva, Adult Friend Finder. There's 220 million records there. Also Telegram. And there's also records that include some governments, which includes the US government, Brazil, Germany, the Philippines, Turkey, and others. Okay. Gee. Well, you know, um, we use those. Um, we use Dropbox, or I do. Yeah, um, and, which is uh, why it's a great idea to... So encrypt your stuff before you store it in those sorts of places. Okay, so this this is also the content, not just your your details, but the content. Well, if you if you get access to um, a method by which you can log into an account, then you have the keys to the kingdom. You can you can take the content. You can copy the content. Wow, gee. I mean, and in in the old days. If you got broken into, typically, um, you know, th things were physically stolen, were physically absent. But in the digital space, if something's stolen, you don't always know because you can just take a copy. So that is the mother of all, isn't it? Well, so far. Yes, yeah, so far. Wait, wait for the next one. Yeah. Can we um, top that? Yeah, can we? You could, um, if, if you think this is potentially something that you could be uh, involved in, uh, cybernews.com has a tool where you can um, enter in an email address and that would see if that account relates to any of these systems that have been compromised. Um, have I been pwned is um, another one. And uh, they're good ways to keep track of uh, whether or not you've been compromised. But as I've said before, you can help mitigate this kind of thing by having um, either multiple email addresses or aliases with a different password for each one. So if uh, this is a terrible example given what happened to it, but with the Titanic, it had those 12 compartments underneath. So if one was compromised, it shouldn't uh, compromise the integrity of the entire ship. So if you if you get um, hammered in with uh, an account it, on one it, system it shouldn't though. affect others. No, didn't that's work. why I said it was a terrible example because the whole ship went down. Yeah. But, um, but that, you know, theory versus practicality. Yep. Yeah, okay, no, very good advice. And I wonder I wonder who's more nervous, users of um, Dropbox, LinkedIn. LinkedIn people would be a little – there would be some high-powered names on LinkedIn, wouldn't there? Oh yeah, according to according to LinkedIn, um, there isn't anything new from LinkedIn that was involved in this mother of, of all breaches report. That's not to say that they haven't been hammered before, and we've also um, talked about it um, where LinkedIn has been compromised. Okay, well that that's um, yeah, that's a big one to start the year with. Okay, what about the signal? Because they use signal, signal facing collapse after, well, after what? Well, um, along with, um, in, in, in the same way that uh, Tor was funded by the, by the CIA, um, November last year, Meredith Wickler, who's the president of Signal, she published a detailed breakdown of their running costs. 
And they are running out of money, largely in part because US intelligence agency community is sort of backing out a wee bit. They've previously funded things like Tor before, um, and the reason they would sort of do that, um, or should I say allow other people to use um, what they fund, is because under Tor, if somebody compromised the network and you discovered the identity of anyone using it, you'd know that was a CIA operative. So you introduce noise by allowing everyone to use it. Ah, uh, right. Yep. So it's it's um their costs, signals running costs um last year in 2023 were about 40 million US dollars, and they're predicted to hit 50 million by 2025. So um you might want to consider making a donation to help keep the wheels turning. Yeah, okay. Um it was assumed though that Signal was quite secure and a kind of uh, a, the sort of platform you'd use if you didn't want to have people nosing in. But if the CIA was involved, then good luck with that, right? Well, it's it's more the fact that um, they use these tools themselves. Oh, so right. Okay. They yep. they, pro- they provide funding uh, for these sorts of things. So they they don't have the capacity necessarily internally to to make their own things. Money does make the world go round, and they have expenses as well. And because they they're not in the not on the habit of selling your data, which yeah. a lot of other um, oh, they just want to keep your solu- data. Yeah, well, a lot of other solutions will sell your data, and that's how they make money. But Signal doesn't operate that way. Okay, so we might see them go. I hope not. Um, if 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 that does happen, um, we still do have um, session, which I've talked about before, which in some respects is better than signal because you don't need to exchange phone numbers. Yeah, right. Yep. And, you know, phone numbers being the metadata problem. Okay, a lot of people um, are talking about Apple Pro, Apple Vision Pro. Oh yeah, good goodness me, that is like the ultimate surveillance machine. Really? Yeah. Well, basically, that's got the rough equivalent of a head full of iPhones. There's two depth sensors, twelve cameras, and six microphones, what? and all this technology is constantly scanning and tracking every movement you make or people around you make. And I think that you know. Um, there is a perceived reputation for Apple among people whereby um, it's believed that they protect um, customer data very, very well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and in some way, yeah, they've done well with this because um, they've prevented third-party applications from doing any, well, from being able to be used on it and therefore doing any facial recognition, which is always a good thing, but for now, for now, but you know, back in 2020, when they were still developing Vision Pro, there was a research paper which succinctly argued, quote, through the lens of advanced data analytics, gaze patterns can reveal much more information than a user wishes and expects to give away. And Bloomberg, who you, you might know as a, um, to a media outlet. Yep. Uh, according to them, um, they've reported th- um, 
that Apple has also been quietly building a bigger targeted advertising business. So they may not necessarily share data with a third party, but it's still within Apple's massive system. And what if that system gets breached? What if we surpass the 26 billion record mark and uh, we add an Apple too? Boy, um, because my impression was it's just this fancy thing that sort of augmented reality and and I didn't think much more deeply than that. But now it's sort of like um, if you're wearing it or using it, you're saying to Apple, welcome to my entire world, basically, aren't you? Yeah, I mean, there's all, and there's also the obvious, um, I don't wish to socialize with you in a very big way by covering my face. I mean, also, this is not yeah. a, a new thing at all. I recall on that TV program Beyond 2000, I can't remember the company that did it, but it was basically a very early version of Google Glass. Google Glass didn't go all over your face, or your oh. eyes rather. So it was kind of like wearing a um, sort of a headband with a little screen that would wrap around and close to your eyes. If you watch Iron Man 3, you'll see Tony Stark using something similar to this. And you could, you know, um, they were saying you could watch TV on it or do other things, um, receive your text messages or whatever, Um on Google Glass, but it it consumes so much battery power, and they completely abandoned it. So Apple have had a had a crack at, at doing it, and now you've got all as I say, all these cameras and microphones. So you can imagine with all these cameras being able to track your eyes and also what you're looking at. Yeah, you can go. You can um, postulate that if you happen to be looking at um, a sign. Or a building with a uh, business's um, sign on it, then bang, potentially you could have an ad pop up in your face. Gosh, mainstream media advertising model is dead. Oh, it is. Um, so dead. So dead. Um, I don't know why you'd want to cough up three and a half thousand bucks for one of these. No, but but they're gonna. You're gonna see a whole lot of. Can I call them idiots? <laughs> um, walking around the street with these things on. Soon we're going to see that, aren't we? Uh, it depends. Um, there's people out there who just want nothing more than to buy the latest Apple gadget for some reason. Yeah, but they, but also to live your life in that sort of augmented, yeah, reality. Yes, and if if things do progress. In that space, so much so, then we need to remember that what happens in the digital realm does affect the physical one. Yeah. Give, give me an example. Well, these days, people tend to get paid electronically. You do work in the physical world in some way, and then electronically money turns up into your bank account, which you then either convert to cash or you pay by card to get yourself groceries. Now, being paid in the physical, in the um, digital space, if you can't access your money anymore, or there is a breach at the bank and your account gets cleaned out, all of a sudden that has a real world impact. I can't buy groceries anymore. Yeah, I can't. I can't buy petrol for my car. I can't do X, Y, and Z. And if you had cash, but no one takes cash, you, you, 
just as high and dry. Yeah, and similarly, a lot of people do online purchases. Well, what if that stopped working? Yeah. Wow. Okay, that's um, that's too much to think about. <laughs> <laughs> For a Tuesday morning. Yep. Yep. But um, I wouldn't mind having a go with one of these things to see what the experience is like. But there's something about it that, to me, that just says it sort of goes a bit too far. But I'm just a an old washed up boomer. <laughs> well, I too wouldn't mind um, just to try it out, just to say that I had. I mean, it, it's one thing to sit on the sidelines and rubbish something. It's quite another to get involved and try it out. Yeah. But, but at the same time, um, personally speaking, my my trust for Apple and companies like them is not terribly long. Yeah, I understand. All right, so that's um, something to look out for. You'll start to see people pop up in the street at some point. Are they available in New Zealand, these things? I don't know yet, and I'm not too sure when they'll be released. But um, right, well, it's coming anyway. Yeah, um, I think they'd be um, the kind of person you'd just steer around. That said, yeah. that said, it might be a great thing to wear if you happen to visit one of the twenty or um, twenty twenty five supermarkets in the North Island that do um, facial recognition. Oh yeah, I heard. I heard that people are. Pushing back against that it was a new story late last week. Yep. It's new, but it's not new. Because no, I know. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Consumer NZ um a few years ago did an article about about this. There was it again at foodstuff supermarkets and in the North Island. And it's it's kind of shall we say in inverted commas, entertaining to say that they work with the privacy commissioner about this, yet at the same time said privacy commissioner has concerns about it. So that doesn't well, add I, up. I wonder what they are, the concerns. Well, I, I'm, I'm being sarcastic there. Of, yeah, for sure. But it, um, if the system's so good and if it really does operate like they say it does, then my, um, it's not really a question, but my request would be prove it. Yeah, exactly. Good point. It's all right, you know, talking it up. Yes. You, you make the claim. Now let us, let us pull the thing apart and see how it works. Yeah. And my objection to this is that this is still – um, thin end of the wedge style of stuff. So they say that, for example, it is only local to each individual supermarket and that um, if there's no match, your data is destroyed in seconds. Well, okay, fine. You make the claim. How can you back it up? Well, how can the data be destroyed in seconds? You have to have a reference to begin with and you don't let that reference image go, do you? Well, if you end up on the naughty list and you don't get any Christmas cards anymore from your local supermarket because you've been naughty, according to them, yep. the idea is that if you walk in and you're not on their naughty list, the image that they've taken of you is supposed to be okay. uh, trashed straight away. Okay, well, does it? Does it really? And, I didn't and, know, yeah. and, and Well, it might be like that now, but who's to say that a software update doesn't change that? Yeah. So it works as it, it may work as advertised in the beginning, but then 
that's the beginning. But hey, well, the system's already there. We have this perceived belief that by implementing such a system, it's going to stop all these um, crimes from happening. Well, we know it doesn't. This has been talked about before. In fact, when we talked about surveillance cameras, I made references to people who, um, even in New Zealand, I think it was somebody at Victoria University who knows a lot about this sort of stuff who said that cameras, you notice them at first because they're new, and then they just become background noise. Yeah. So that's right. they, they stop being a deterrent or anything like that. Okay. Gee. And before you know it, everything will be facially facial recognition will be on everything. Yes. Well it's it's uh you know, uh it's a it's a how do I say it? It shouldn't happen. Um and people will go, well, it's normal. Well, I'll argue it's not normal. It is, however, common. And they are yep. not the same thing. Yeah. Gosh, if, if you think that's normal and it doesn't bother you, you're asleep at the wheel. Anyway, another story there. Yeah. Okay, anything else to talk about? Because we've uh, pretty well burned through our half hour for this Tuesday. Sure. Well, just one little thing. Um, I the learned one or two things about hot water cylinders, which um oh, what? It does sound boring, but if you've if you've wondered, does having chlorine in your water supply affect the life of your hot water cylinder? Yeah, well, that's an interesting one. Yep. Well according to a plumber I've recently spoken to, yes it does. Oh it, it is more of a problem if you have a low pressure hot water cylinder. They are more at risk from corrosion caused by chlorine. And the advice is that you get a hot water cylinder that has an, an eternal enamel lining. The more expensive, yep. but if you, if you go and replace one hot water cylinder with another one, you know, like for like, yep. you are likely just to have to buy another cylinder at some point down the track. And this will vary depending, like in Christchurch, we've got all these wells, so the yep. amount of chlorine they put in the water is inconsistent day to day. Okay. Yep. yep. Um, some days you turn on a tap and like, wow, it smells like a smells like a swimming pool in here. Um, really? So the, Can it be like that? It's like that now. Ask anyone. Some days it's it smells awful, and other days you don't really notice it very much. Oh dear. So get an enamel line cylinder. They are the best ones to have. You could also, of course, get a um, whole house if you're not renting, of course. Um, filter that'll do the whole place prices have come down a little bit because there was only really main one main supplier of these but there's now some others and it depends but it could cost between a thousand to twelve hundred bucks to get one installed okay yep but um go for an enamel lined one would you have an argument um whoever the water provider is council um, okay council in that case or whatever quasi company that these people operate, um, you know that um, a change to the water supply, i.e., chlorinating it, um, you know, destroys your low pressure hot water cylinder. You didn't sign up for that. No, exactly. And you might remember too. Oh, how many years ago was this? When they changed the uh, 
diesel? Did they add and put an additive into it? And a whole lot of diesel vehicles started having fuel pump issues, I think That's it was. right, yeah. Yeah, they had rubber bits corroding or something or Yes, yes. So it's the corroding. Yeah. Exactly. It's the same sort of thing. Okay. Well, that's a good piece of advice, especially for people located in places like where you are, where yeah. they're doing this. That inconsistency is a bit, uh, it's a bit out, a bit off, isn't it? You know, when, I mean, you shouldn't be able to smell this stuff when you turn the tap on. Yeah. But, and, and that's what makes doing it in an area like Christchurch difficult and expensive. Because there's so many um, sources of water, right? Yeah. If if you if it was a town where you had a single water source, then you could get it more consistent. And of course, being with with the wells, sometimes one well goes into another underground, and things are just not consistent. Oh dear. All right then. So that's our Tech Tuesday. It's our Tech Tuesday for another Tuesday. Okay. Look forward to next week. See you then. Loving what you're hearing. Well, the establishment hates it. And right now, they're conjuring up new ways to try and censor RCR. To ensure you never miss a beat of the hard-hitting news you've come to know and love, make sure you're on the RCR mailing list. Get connected now at realitycheck.radio forward slash email.